I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of Young Indiana Jones Buys the Popcorn. Hello, I'm Alessandra. Oh, and I'm Emily. Oh, yeah. There was that. Oh, yeah, Alessandra's here, too. Um, <laughs> and today we're doing episode two, East Africa and Paris, or... A Passion for Life. Passion for Life. Which is a great title, but I don't know why it's there. I mean, if you think about what happens in the episode, there's there there's a lot of life questions. Yeah, so this episode is another two-parter. Um, the first part I think every episode's going to be like that. Yeah. I, the first part takes place in East Africa when Indy is 2 years younger every time. <laughs> then, I know. Well, and then by the second half he's, he's supposed two to years be older. he's supposed to be 10. That's what they said. I know. Um and then the second part takes place in Paris. So that's what's going on. That's yeah. what's up. So the first half is in Africa and I wanted to mention the really cool intro. Yeah, like, me too. I said I really like this opening credit sequence. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. It was great. There was some like African music playing um, with like some singing, and it was great. And you saw all the animals, and it was it was very beautiful. I'm gonna play some of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> There's a train. Yeah, there's a train because they're they're heading in on the train. I think. And pictures of animals and B-roll of animals. Yeah, definitely. Like all kinds. You see everything. Oh, that's how you spell salute, man. Okay. Anyways, it was really cute. I really liked it. I really liked the song. I think that was probably why. Yeah, the song was great. And there's all these like noises of animals, like African animals in the background. And then there's indie like riding on the front of a train. This is so dangerous. I know. Eight. Oh my god. But the train is probably going like twenty miles an hour. But still, still he's sitting. Like, <laughs> like what was even up there? Like it, it looked like the little bench that they were sitting on was just made of cardboard. It probably was. It was good, though. I, I said, well, they're riding in front of the train. And then they go to this little camp, and Indy rides up on a little horse, which is just so cute. <laughs> really cute. Yeah. And this camp's, like, got those tan, um, you know, like, tents and a bunch a little, of people in light clothes. A, bu- a bunch of half buildings. Yeah. Like, you'll see you'll see rooftops, but there's no walls. Like, it's it's that kind of encampment. And then I have at a 3.40-something. Do you have anything before that? Oh, no. I don't. Okay. I'll go to it. Um, What's happening? So, at this point, I think, um, oh, it's Miss... So, Miss Seymour's in in the tent with Indy, and Indy's, like, really excited to, like... Yeah, he, like, unpacking, like, super quickly, like, dropping all of his stuff all over the floor, and Miss Seymour's like, Indy, stop. Cut it out. Henry, Henry, will you 
slow down? This wilderness has been here for millions of years. It's not going to disappear whilst you unpack. But I want to see Roosevelt. He's the best. A president, a boxer, and a hunter. Yes, and he won't okay, be back so kind of get an intro to Roosevelt there. Yeah, a ton of hype. Like everyone, ton of hype. everyone in the camp is like Roosevelt's coming. If I Roosevelt's were, coming. if I were there, I would be really excited about Roosevelt too. Me too. I was getting excited. Like you know, when Miss Seymour was talking about him and Indy was talking about him, I was like, oh my god, we're gonna see Roosevelt. I'm super excited. Yeah, I wonder what it's gonna be like. <laughs> and he was exactly the way I thought he was gonna be. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't too happy with what we got. Yeah. Well. I like that Indy is kind of the moral compass of this this story because they're in Africa. There's a bunch of white people in Africa and it's very like awkward because they're poaching and stuff. And they're poaching what, what they're poaching what things. pissed me off was that they were poaching so that they could save nature. Right. And, I'm and just it like, makes no I'm sense. Like, how the fuck we'll does we'll that get to that sense? because Indy says some really great stuff. He does. Later. He's so great in this half. He is in this first half, and you're just like, go Indy. Yeah. You're so smart and cute. I was so like Indy was so great in this. Mm-hmm. Um. So let's see. So I did. I did make a note. Like, not a big fan of the poaching because they are killing a ton of animals. Yeah. So they walk into this little camp and then they see all of these different like lions and. Um, Zebras. Zebras, like... And a, and a bunch of animals in cages. Like, you see a bunch of birds, like, right here. There's, like, yeah. A... Tons of birds. Just, like, dead animals. Like, there's, like, a zebra that's being, like, done. Skinned. Yeah. Yeah, like, skinned and stuff. And you're, like, oh. And there's a taxidermist on site. And it's yeah, just... Yeah, I want to talk about what the taxidermist said. Oh. Because what he said was the most ridiculous thing ever. Okay, well, what time is that? Um, it's at 4.03. And you guys... Oh, my God. I'll, I'll repeat what he said if you didn't hear him. But it's the most ridiculous thing. Hello, let me introduce you to Henry Jones Jr., Professor Jones' son. Hello. Pleased to meet you, Mr. Heller. Heller's a taxidermist. He prepares the specimens for transportation back to the United States. The next time you go into a museum and stare at a lion, you can think of me. This guy has such a... stained hands. Wait, you... You talked over that. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. basically what he said, which was the most disgusting thing. He... Here, pause it. What are you doing? He said... He's like, the next time you see one of these animals in a museum, think of me and my blood-stained hands. Yeah. Like, who? Ugh. First of all, no thank you. Second of all, <laughs> Indy shook his hand and got blood on his hand. The reason I was like, ugh, was because this guy's got, like, the skeeziest face I've ever seen. Like, he's, That too. He's just got, like, this beard, but he's, like, super snarky about it. Like, I'm killing all these animals. Like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you're like, ugh. Dude, everyone there thinks it's cool. I know, like, and it's not. It's not. It's not cool. I mean, one is fine, but not like no, 100. not any. Not any is fine. <laughs> no, well, they were like, yeah, that's true. I don't care. Not any is that's, fine. That's true. They shouldn't be shooting them at all. No, should not. And um, well, like I, I meant like one as if if it's gonna attack you, then it's okay to kill only it only per survival. But purposes. it's like, don't just shoot at it for sport. That's yeah. not cool. Not cool. Yeah. So. And then, and then, yeah. And then when Henry, I mean, when Indy pets, like, the stuffed lion, I was like, oh, okay, he's definitely not for this. Like, that that was like a foreshadowing. No, he, you could tell he was, like, like he, not into this. He and pets the stuffed lion after the guy. And he feels really bad because he's like, this was alive once. It was. Indy's I didn't realize how much Indy liked animals. It wasn't really, I mean, he loves his dog, obviously, but. Oh, yeah. Was there anything that you wanted to talk about that was, um, 
pre like in the previous podcast you said that there was uh, some stuff you didn't get to or is it just like about George Lucas and stuff or did you feel like that was already explained enough the only thing I wanted to bring back about the first episode was that I think I think I rated that first episode a bit too nicely did you because <laughs> this one With... was way better what I thought it was way better oh really yeah okay I thought the first episode was pretty bad <laughs> I kind of want to go it back and was. I kind of want to go back and rate it like a four this or a five. was really enjoyable actually I really enjoyed this I mean one. yeah I didn't like the second half as much but it just wasn't as exciting as the first half. I in mean, Africa. It, it was still interesting listening to all the artists talk and stuff. But still, we'll get to that. Um, then, yeah. then, so the cutest thing happens with the father and the mother. So the mother's gonna take a. They're a being shower. so cutesy in this episode. Yeah, it's they ridiculous. are like ridiculous in this episode. So the parents are like, the mom's gonna take a shower. So she's like in the outdoor shower. She's like, already in the shower. Yeah, and then, like, and so the dad sees. So Henry Jones, the senior the father says sees his wife in the shower and then he's like oh i'm gonna go play a prank on her and yeah. at first i thought he was some weird guy i was like who's this guy and i didn't realize it was the father because I, I think his beard was a bit smaller in this episode yeah his beard was like trimmed i don't know what's up with it but anyways he like walked up to, and he was gonna dump some water on him some but cold it, water i believe but the mom like left I know, he took, he took way too long getting his prank together. Like, yeah. Well, he could have easily done this prank on the mom. She, like, walks out of the, the shower with just a, a towel on. Yeah, she forgot her robe. I'm sorry. Which but... is just weird because it's mostly men in this camp. You're going to walk around basically naked. You think you wouldn't forget your robe. In 1908. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. That's just really weird. You like, think you wouldn't forget your robe. I thought they were just going to be like, oh! I could see her ankles. Like, oh my god. Like, she's got her whole body basically bare. Yeah, and that towel was not a very big towel. No, and Miss Seymour just walks past her like it's NBD. But anyways, Miss Seymour walks up and takes a shower instead. And so, as soon as Henry Jones Sr. is going to dump the water on Miss Seymour, Which he I sees might add, Miss Seymour must have some very young-looking ankles because he double-checked. That's true. He double-checked the ankles and was like, oh yeah, this That's is my, my wife. wife. And so then, <laughs> oh That's yeah, so true. those are some young ankles. So. They were really young ankles. <laughs> so he's like, okay, this must not be an old woman. And, and then the, he stands there with a bucket. I should really just... slowly. Like you think if it was a prank, you would just dump it and run. But yeah, it's really hilarious. Like look how young those ankles look. Yeah, they look super young. It's like, oh yeah. Oh, he's really cute though. <laughs> he is. He's really cute. <laughs> Uh, what are you doing? Let's see. He's just standing there with a bucket. I thought You thought what, Henry? Nothing. This guy's really cute. He really is. Ridiculous. Miss Seymour's so great this episode, she too. Is. I really liked her um, in this. She's hilarious, man. Yeah. Um but the dad just seems younger in this. Like, than in the late... Like, he's just a lot more boyish in this episode. Than oh, yeah, he's definitely a lot more mischievous. In this like, first... The first half of the episode just makes it seem like this is where Indy gets his mischievousness from. Oh, so definitely. I really like that, that they included... He gets, he gets like, his smartassness from, like, his dad, too. Oh, yeah. Like... But just in this first half of the episode, because in the second half, he's pretty serious. So it's like, he goes between... Well, and he's gone. Yeah, but... I don't know. Just the, the way that he talks to his son is just like his son is basically him. Like he does all the same things his son does. Yeah. And he doesn't Yeah. And like but then okay, so let's think about older Indy because older Indy doesn't really play pranks. He's kind of kind of serious guy. 
Like in the movies? In the movies, yeah. He's yeah. definitely not... He's not really a prankster. He does he does play that one trick on Willie, like when he puts his hand in the in the <laughs> yeah, hole. Yeah, he does. You're and right. Like, for, and like acts like he's getting eaten or something. And I have another parallel to that it coming up yeah. soon. Yeah, I probably have it too. Okay, it's probably <laughs> the same. All right. Um, the father with the water. I really thought that was pretty funny. Um, that was hilarious. And then I said, "Is it just me or is Indy younger in this? He's definitely." I younger. wrote that. I wrote that right up here at the beginning. Like. In, did Indy get, get younger? younger again? He totally got younger. Again. I think. I think every first half of the episode, he'll always be a little younger because then, because he's always like two years older in the next in the next half of the episode. It's it weird. like makes no sense. Like the way that they edited this is yeah. just completely non chronological. Which and you're just supposed to figure out like when in time this is. Yeah. I, I just. I just don't, <laughs> I mean, they tried really hard, I guess, but this kid is obviously growing. Like, he, he is not the same age as... Yeah, it just, it's just a little confusing where he's, like, jumping from age to age, like, in the beginning and then the end of every episode, but that's fine. They had to work with what they got. Okay, then we learn that Roosevelt's son's name is Kermit. I know, like, <laughs> how lame is that? I mean, uh, I mean his, his dad's, his dad's name, nickname so. is Teddy, so it's like, it's too... Two little cute names. Yeah. For, like, some muscular strapping but it people. But the, you know, it was actually his name, so. I know, Theodore. No, I meant Kermit. I know. Kermit. I don't know, I don't, why? <laughs> I don't know why Roosevelt would name his son Kermit. Kermit is Jenna Marble's dog's name. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Kermit. Okay. That's cute. It's a dog's name. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a dog's name, but we're in the 21st century. Or a puppet's name. Um... And then let's see. And then Roosevelt came. Wait, I want to talk about his little encounter with uh, with Meadow. Oh, okay. Like his first encounter. with with. The, so he goes up, he goes up like uh, kind of away from camp. And he yeah, he finishes it. unpacking, he runs off, and he's just looking around. And I guess, I guess these people must not be very far from him. Because no. why? They, they're right next door. Yeah. Next, next field. Next, <laughs> next uh, hundred fields next away. Next plane. Yeah, next plane. <laughs> next door. <laughs> There's no doors here. And so he he just comes across all. a boy with like a little herd of goats and he stares at African him. African boy. He stares at him the most funniest way. Like he's just like. Yeah. Yeah. Like I Indy. he was just cute. Indy comes up, waves like a derp. And oh then, yeah, totally. <laughs> he's like, hey. He's like, hey. You want to be friends basically? And then the kid's just staring at him like with his little stick. like With, with his goat. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> like, I like the kid though. He's so great. I love a little. I do I love really Meadow. Like... He's so cute. Yeah. Um, and I love their little friendship. Um, but then of course, then Henry, <laughs> then Indy gets called by his dad because yeah. Roosevelt's here. Yeah. So you gotta go. You gotta go meet Roosevelt. Gotta go see the Roosevelt president. comes up on a horse. Of course. Looks exactly like the Night at the Museum Roosevelt. <gasps> Robin Williams. With Robin Williams. Oh. He looks exact. he's got the same colored horse. I know. And he like comes up on him like, Maybe, oh. maybe that's what he was going for. Emily, this came out. At I least know. 15 years before Night at the Museum. I know. So maybe that's what oh. Robin Williams was going for. I maybe. There's probably so many depictions of Roosevelt that that was one of the... That's probably his main inspiration. Okay. Was this Was show. this exact show, this, <laughs> this exact, exact episode? Show, yeah. Do you think he went through every single um, Roosevelt depiction on screen and then was like, I'm going to try cho- to... the show's his favorite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. Um... And then the second Roosevelt arrives, he, like, takes a picture, and, like, he does, like, this really wide, like, like, fake-looking smile. I don't know. It looks <laughs> yeah. really stupid, but it's really cute, too. Oh, yeah. Like, he just, he just, like, makes, like, the, the widest kid smile. 
like <laughs> at the camera. <laughs> just like, oh my god, so kawaii. And so kawaii. Kawaii. Yeah. You would put your hands underneath your chin, like yeah. tilt your head to the side. It's definitely so kawaii. Definitely. That's what Teddy was. I don't think I wouldn't say Ted was so kawaii. Sometimes. <laughs> but he definitely wasn't that great of an actor. No. He mostly just He was yelled. pretty bad. He just he just spoke loudly. That was his acting. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that. Mm-hmm. And then then, of course, with the whole killing thing. Yeah, I, I, would... I slowly stopped liking him more and more just because of the killing. But um, I would give the acting in this episode not as good as the first episode. It was it was really just, like, the main, like, the, the important people. Like, even Picasso's acting was, like, it was better than, than Teddy's, but it still wasn't good. <laughs> still not great. He was still just talking loudly. They like, all just seem, up? like, super caricatures of themselves. Yes. And that's probably, I don't really like that. Yeah. But I guess you don't really know about how these people acted, so you have to write what you think the way they, they acted. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then later they're sitting down to dinner, and I wanted to, to just mention this one random guy that, like, runs up to the president, like, while they're eating dinner. Yeah. Like, and he's just, he's just talking to Henry, being like, oh, yeah, I read your book on medieval whatever, and this guy's like, Mr. President. Mr. President! And then, <laughs> like, he has to go, okay, sorry, excuse me. And then... Yeah. And then they start talking about... The the, the lions, right? Um, they, that... they start talking about the antelope. Oh, the, the, the antelope that they want to find. Yeah. Okay. The rare breed of... Antelope. But yes, yeah, so I have a time code for that. Uh, 745. Just this guy. He's just being very rude. I didn't like it. <laughs> just being really rude. Just like, Mr. President! <laughs> Oh, he's running I down. have read your book on medieval armory, Professor Jones. It's a fine work. Thank you, sir. I'm glad you enjoyed it. You must read a lot. Not as much as I'd like to. Mr. President? Can only manage Mr. A... President? Excuse me, Professor Jones. You see, sir, they clearly indicate this as being one of the Burton's Oryx's breeding grounds. There ought to be thousands of them around here. Well, that's quite a mystery, then. Mind you, this was written 20 years ago. I haven't seen any of this yet. Well, they kind of all just died out. They may have migrated. All right, so the main objective of this is that Roosevelt wants to find this antelope. Yeah, this rare breed, like Bert, Burtonus <laughs> oryx or something. I, can, I never quite hear what they're saying. It's but... just a specific kind of antelope. Yeah, it's like an antelope. Yeah. Um, where they're usually in this area, and they just can't seem to find but them. But this book was written 20 years ago, so it's like, they're like... Is it going to be there still? It should be. That's based on past information. Yeah. Like, that is, like, way in the past. Like, tons of stuff can happen in the wild since then. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's what happens. So then then there's, like, nighttime, and they're talking about... This, this is when they talk about the them killing... So, Roosevelt killed a lioness. Yeah, they hear a lion roaring. And then they're like, it's probably the lion's mate that he killed. And then they're kind of bragging about killing this lion. Basically. Yeah. And they talk about some guy that they used to hunt with. His name was, it's probably a fake story, but, or maybe, I don't know. You never know what happens when you're hunting, but talk about this guy, Joan Johnson or something. Mm. And they like tell a scary story, basically, which you should never tell Indy because he takes everything he takes way too everything seriously. everything way too seriously. Yeah, so, so they're telling him this horror story about yeah. this guy who killed a lioness, or wounded a lioness's, uh, killed a lioness. Yeah. And then wounded the mate. And then the mate, like, he went up in a tree. He made himself a treehouse oh, a tree to hide. House, yeah. And then the lion still got him and still killed him. Still got him and killed him. And then, so then Indy's, like, laying in his bed at night. 
he, oh my god, he sleeps with, he, like, opens up his Swiss army knife. Yeah. And, like, he falls asleep with it open. Yeah. Like, that is so unsafe. <laughs> like, so I know, safe. I know you're scared, but put it under your pillow oh, or because something. he's hearing all the, the animals' noises at night, and then his parents are, like, in the same hut as him, and oh my god. No, I think they're in the hut, like, next oh, to him. Oh my god. Because he doesn't actually see them, he just calls out for them. You have... <laughs> Okay, so the, like his parents are the like the parents are getting very they're suggestive. like in their little tent, which is like got this like uh, mosquito net around it, and yeah. the mom's like at least five feet away from the dad. Yeah, and then in their own mosquito net, and then he's like, parents, like mom and dad, I'm worried, and then they're like, oh, just go to sleep, <laughs> Henry, and then and then like the mom kind of like goes over to the dad and like tries no, to kiss him the dad oh the dad's the like dad playing roars, with the mom roars oh, yeah. playingly he's like, at her <laughs> so he goes, he goes like Rawr. he's and like Rawr. she's like oh henry oh and, henry and then they start like kissing and then you're just like yeah and then she roars is back. indy in and there so, with them so indy hears them both roaring at each okay, other okay that's just and so then he goes like dad and then oh, they're like about my... to make out and then the dad's like go to sleep junior <laughs> And then they continue. And then they just continue to And then to it fades out. away, and it's just like... Totally suggestive. They totally did it. <laughs> while Indy was there. Like, while Indy was in this tent. No, his... he was in the tent next no, door. No, he was there. He, he was there with him. his parents. He could hear it. He could probably hear them. He's probably thinking, oh, God, those scary animals are making noises again. He could hear them, but he was in, like, his own little tent. Oh, my God. I was like, that's weird. He definitely wasn't in the same tone. I but, thought it was but weird they were definitely, that they continued. They were definitely close enough to where he could hear stuff if they did anything. <laughs> oh, God. So, thought that was very... That, that was a little... I, I put rar, oh, Henry, on, on my notes. The parents were were all over the place this episode. Um, <laughs> Do you have any, I have something at 12. And then let's see... Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to mention that after they heard the lion roaring, which, I mean, if you can hear a lion with an earshot of the camp, don't you think you should be a little they can, concerned? They can roar really loudly, though. Can they? Yeah, they, they're they okay. like, they can roar and you can hear like a long way. Because they, they're just like, oh, there's a lion roaring. Back to dinner. Right. And then and then Roosevelt. Uh, they're invites. literally, they're basically living outside. Like they, they basically have no protection. They really don't. It's all just like Again, if something really wanted. Everything just has a roof. Yeah. If something wanted you... to just jump through the, you know, the the lining, it would just come, come right and kill them. Yeah. They're definitely just out in the open with this. Um, so then Indy goes. And uh, Roosevelt invites Indy to shoot with him in the morning. Okay. And I thought this scene was just, like, hilarious because the kickback on this shotgun was, like, ridiculous <laughs> and almost, like, smashed Indy's face in. Oh! Like, wait, really? <laughs> yeah. Time code, uh, let's see. Oh, no. Let's see. Time code. Oh, dang it. I don't oh, here. have it. Okay, I got it. Okay, so he gives him the gun. He hits the watermelon first shot, I might add, which is very, very Oh, shit! He kicks back a lot! Yeah! He's, like, flying back! Like, it that, lo- that thing like, must have hit him in the face. It looks like even the back, like, bonked him in the eyeball. Yeah, like, how is he okay? Yeah. He's a tiny little kid, like, with this huge shotgun. So, He's I got thought... a cute little outfit on. He does. Little, little suspenders. His little safari off is adorable. Little hat. Um, then I have something after that with Miss Seymour. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Miss Seymour. <laughs> so I just wrote in my notes. I wrote Miss Seymour really needs some sexing. So let's <laughs> let's see what's up at that point because I I think she's uh, talking I about. 
Um, India wanted to go with Roosevelt on the hunt. if I had been invited by someone as dashing and brave as Mr. Roosevelt. I dare say you would too, Miss Seymour. Okay. And Indy's definitely not stupid. He's like, not he's stupid. Like, he's he knows. like, oh man, Miss Seymour's got a hot for Roosevelt. He totally knows that she's got the hots for him. Yeah, so what happened was Indy was seeing Roosevelt off, and Roosevelt was like, oh, I'm sorry, Indy, you can't go on this hunt with us, um, but keep Miss Seymour safe. And then <laughs> She needs some sexing really bad. She, she really needs, does. She needs some attention of, a, of an alternate kind. Of, <laughs> of the male kind, or of that sort. Um, and then... Indy says to Miss Seymour, like, oh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to go on a hunt with Roosevelt and Miss Seymour? And then she's like, oh, yeah, definitely, if, if that hot piece of ass invited me to. Okay. So. And then they're reading a book I have after that. They're reading a book, and he's like, there must be over 80 species of antelope. And I was like, that's an oddly specific number, Indy. <laughs> like, really? Like, how do you just pull that out of the air? Like, you'd probably say. Yeah. That's a lot. Only over 80. <laughs> <laughs> He's like looking through a book. There must be over 80 in here. Like, you wouldn't say 80. You'd probably say like almost 100, you know? 80 is close to 100. I know, but, yeah, but that's really specific. I guess. Yeah, it is. It is. I just I just had something about that. But then he does, he does a lot of drawing. Oh, yeah. And then Roosevelt gave him these really cute binoculars to keep. Oh, and yeah. so he's been, he's been using those and they're really cute. Um. And and his little drawings are so cute. Yeah, he like, draws these he little draws, antelopes. He draws the rare breed of antelope, and the it, oryx. Yeah. So that he can find them because he really wants to. At this point, he's he's still a little ignorant of the poaching and like all the animals that they're actually killing. But he's also ten. Um, so I, I mean, know. we give him so much crap, but he's ten years no, old. No, but he he learns. Like he's real smart in this episode. Yeah, like, I was just. Very well, he has to start off every episode being a little ignorant, a little naive, and then, and then, and then he then, learns something. Yeah, and then yeah, learning it. It's great. He's learning a lot. He has a lot of really amazing adventures. Yeah. So at this part, like he just he knows that he likes Roosevelt and that Roosevelt wants to find this antelope, and so he really wants to help him out because he likes Roosevelt. So he is doing his doing his little learnings with Miss Seymour, and then he gets permission to go and look for the antelopes. Mm-hmm. With his little binoculars. So then he meets uh, Meadow again. Yeah. The, the kid. And then he I'm has... going to say, this first this first interaction with them was very impressive how far they got. Yeah. Like, just by giving each other names. They He like, comes up... I don't think I should play it, but he just comes up to him and he's like, I'm Indy. And he, like, points himself. Oh, I put a time code. Oh, you did? 1336. Okay. I thought it was cute. So he's got the goats. Meadow's got the goats. Hello. What's your name? Do you understand? Meadow's mom's like watching him. Your name. I mean... Indy. My name is Indy. Nope. Indy. Uh-uh. One, one. Indy. And... T. Indy. Indy. In the Yeah, in the I I see that. No. Beto! This kid's adorable. Meto? Meto? He does Alfara. Hi! I know this isn't him, but he does the exact like lip lip licking thing, like uh what's his name? Omar? No. Oh. Mar uh 
Marshala. Yes. Oh my God, Marshala totally does he that. He does that, and it's he just like an actor that. tick. Oh, yeah. he totally does that. And You're I was right. like, Oh my God, he looks a lot like. <laughs> if him. only he was. If only he was baby. <laughs> oh, I didn't even check. I, I did check. It's not him. Oh, it's <laughs> not him. <laughs> oh, trust me, man. I checked. Oh, it's not. I man. wish it was. I so wish it I was. I feel like these people in in this tribe are actually African. Like, actually, they're in Africa. This this little boy didn't have a didn't have a yeah, picture on IMDb. I feel like these people are really like actually African tribe people. That's like how I felt. They were so authentic. Yeah. So either that's really amazing production design and really perfect casting, or like actually these people are, which I would think they are, to be honest. Yeah. Who it was knows? made in the nineties. I don't see why not. Who knows? I mean, they're already going on location. Why yeah, not? they were already in why, Africa. Why not just hire some? It's a bunch of extras, like from the local community. You yeah, know, that definitely. would be so awesome. Yeah. And it totally is really authentic feeling. It's At really... least that's what we we think. I mean, I really didn't do a lot of research into their their tribe or anything, but no. Still. Would have been cool if it was if it was if it was real though. Um so now Indy's hanging out with Meadow. He like he hangs out he runs with, around with him and stuff and they talk under the tree. Try to try to ha- communicate. Communicate, which is really cool. They they try to communicate with specific words and objects and things, so he really knows what how to do that. It's really cool. And he's really using his uh Lawrence um of Arabia advice. advice. Yeah. Yeah. That he yep, gave of him. learning the language it helps you learn it helps you know about the area and that's what he's doing right now Definitely. and that's what he does to find the antelope and also i wanted to add that when it comes to friendship there's, there, there, there are no language barriers no like, you, it's you figure adorable. it out it's if, so if, if friendship's involved you get it you get it done yeah especially with young kids definitely yeah they can find friends in, in any language and i've seen that happen with my cousins before so then there's this one scene of them. So they're, they're hanging out for the entire day. Like, I, I swear, I don't know how his parents all day. Weren't, weren't freaking out. Because yeah, he was, was gone with Meadow all day. Yeah. I wrote, I really like this idea that Indy just finds kids everywhere and goes and, and bonds with them. Yeah. <laughs> he just, just like, immediately goes find a guy, like a kid. Definitely. And again, no one is watching him. That's what I wrote. <laughs> no one's no watching one. him. No one's there. Who knows he's there? Nobody. Miss Seymour didn't even ask where he was. Until later. And then they're like, where's Indy? Yes, there's a scene where they're, uh, they come across, they're just walking through a field and they notice like the lioness. Oh, there's a lion. The lioness. That's kind of stalking, hunting. They're hunting some buffalo But it's not hunting Indy and then Indy falls. Yeah, and I thought, I I thought how this, this scene was clipped. This clipped was very interesting because it was like, you see... You clip to them. It's it's mm-hmm. obviously two separate things. Yes. Like, they must have gotten. They this saw footage. the lion. Yeah. The lion is running towards something. Yeah. And so you think they're it's running towards them. Yeah. Then it clips back to them running, Indy falling, and a lion jumping on a wildebeest. Yeah. So it's like you think, oh my god, they the did, lion they did got in. That one part where they were they the two of them were actually running through and had a bunch of like wildebeest around it. Yeah. Like I don't know how they got that. I don't know. If, there was some really good shots in this. Yeah. This was edited really well, this part. So other other than this, the clip with them actually in the stampede, like, mm-hmm. er, everything else was just them running through some tall grass and then yeah. and then clips to the lioness doing stuff. Well, it was fast-paced editing yeah. and stuff, so you think it's the lion's going to get them. You and could then, tell they weren't actually And I said, oh, no, lion! And then I was like, it's probably fine. The lion's going to go for the wildebeest. Oh, yeah, And fine. then I wrote, okay, Indy's been gone all fucking day. <laughs> like, no one's noticed. Yeah. 
Like, he comes back, he, he doesn't come back at, like, sundown, but he definitely comes back way later in the day. Yeah. Like, they did way too much stuff. They saw hippos. Yeah. They, they, went, they went and, like, looked over a big field of, like, antelopes and and gazelle and, and zebras. And like, was, yeah, yeah. They went and did, and elephants, they, like, saw everything. They saw everything today. Which, I mean, if you, if you go to a zoo, it takes all day to see all those animals. <laughs> This is a real zoo. A real zoo. The real world. Takes takes all day to see all yeah, these Yeah, they're all over the place. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and then with that part when they were, like, sneaking up on the lion, and then the lion, like, turned around and was like, rah! <laughs> and they were like, ah! They, like, ran away. And Indy like, yells a lot. He's so cute. He does. He yells a He's lot in this episode. He's cute, though. Yeah. He yells a lot, yeah, in the entire episode. Um, And then, here we go. Now, when he finally gets back... Teddy. Roosevelt's got all. Oh my God, this just, this picture was the ugliest thing I'd ever. I was so disgusted. I was really disgusted too, I and I think you're supposed to. It's, you're supposed to think it's really gross. So, so Roosevelt's like taking a picture with all of his, all of his, all of his game his rewards. Games, yeah, yeah, like his all the all the antlers He's got the and the tusks, tusks and the skins and they're all and arranged the in a, like a really nice way. Like they're all arranged in a. Um, in a nice tableau of, of so it's appealing to the eye. And then they stand in front of it and they take their yeah, picture. Yeah, he, he has like a backdrop of zebra yeah. skin behind him. And, and it's he's like, like he's like behind sitting them. on a chair made of tusks. It's, uh, like, it's ridiculous. It's the most it ugliest thing. It is just extravagant. Thing. It is the most disgusting thing and I've ever seen. And you're just like, oh no. Like, I just I just saw this and I was like, ugh. Oh, I wrote, ugh. I wrote. I did an audible ugh. I did, oh my god, all that poaching is scary. Roosevelt, wow. That's what I wrote. Yeah, definitely. It's frightening. It's just so many dead animals. And then after they take the picture, this is when this is when Indy starts to starts to question, which this is when the episode starts yes. to get good. And I have the conversation with Roosevelt at twenty. Oh yeah, definitely. The whole thing too. We need to listen to it like till the end. So they took the picture. Oh god. Disgusting picture. Everyone's clapping. So Took quite a time to get this one. Pointing at a hippo. Or no, that's a rhino. A rhino, yeah. Felder at a distance of 30 yards. I think she intended mischief. Were you scared? He thinks she nope. intended mischief. Excited. He shot her because these he thought she was an attack. Animals. He didn't know. Now with these two, that makes seven we've managed to bag so far. And he's sad. But if they're so rare, why do you kill so many of them? In the grand scheme of things, seven's not many, my boy. Seven's a lot, There are thousands up. of them. There's thousands Beasts of them. such as these belong in a museum for everyone to share. Besides, it's wonderful sport. Yeah. Don't drink to that. Oh. Oh. But I still don't understand. You're missing the point, Henry. This is for science. If people are educated, they'll have more respect for wildlife and nature. But why can't you just shoot one or two? Because there are hundreds of museums. Why don't you just put one animal in each museum? Let mankind come to understand nature. Very important. Oh. I understand your feelings, son. Why, I was given this very gun in recognition of my efforts to preserve the national heritage. I... It makes no sense. No, it is totally contradictory. It makes no sense that he would be given a gun to preserve nature. It makes no sense. Killing it. He's like, this belongs in a museum so people can see what's out there. That is like the most. Like he's he's obviously saying all of that just to make it sound okay to himself. Right. Because, well, yeah, he because it's not okay. No. Whatever he's saying, it's not. 
whatever he's saying doesn't make sense. He's he's only saying it to console himself. I I listened to something actually interesting once that was like about the fact that Teddy Roosevelt, the reason he got his name was because he shot a bear yeah. and then the bear didn't die. Yeah. And then he like ended up saving the bear's life or something. And so people saw that as like a mercy, like he wasn't going to kill this animal. Mm-hmm. So people were like, "Oh, he's so and then because before that people just saw these animals as beasts and not anything cute or anything special because now we kind of think of animals as cute even if they're dangerous yeah but back then it was like a bear was threatening your family they're not cute you know so it's like when he did that that's somebody made a a cartoon a political cartoon and put the teddy bear as we know it today into that cartoon and that's how he got his that's how we associate teddy bears with teddy roosevelt because somebody made this political cartoon and then they started selling these little bears that looked exactly like the bear in the cartoon. So people didn't think that animals were important until Teddy Roosevelt, basically. So he kind of changed, he changed the thoughts about the way we see nature when people didn't see it that way at all. Mm -hmm. Because, like, civilization was pretty new. Like, you know, think about it, like, the Industrial Revolution happened about 100 started about 100 years before this. So it was like building up industry, building up cities away from nature to escape the horrors of nature, you know. I know. I had mentioned in my notes that I since since this is this takes place pretty far back in time that they probably weren't too They just didn't think they they didn't think about, you know, animals going extinct and like how how animals themselves and the food chain have an effect on themselves without even the effect of people. And they, they find out in this episode that the food chain does really affect everybody, including yeah. these antelopes that they want to find. Yeah. Which we'll get to that later. It's actually, this is what, this is what makes the episode so great. Yeah, there's it's just, a really good episode. There's so much to it. There's a lot of really good, like, things that Indy learns personally and his own opinions kind of, like, go along with that. And they do it really well, too. This first half was, like, very well done. Mm-hmm. And it was it was more, I feel like it was more serious because the second episode, it kind of goes back yeah, to, like, more it's fun. campy. It's more campy. Campy, yeah. fun type this of stuff. This one's not as campy. This one was pretty serious, and yeah. I actually very much enjoyed this one. Um, so, yes, then we go into the deep question of why you got to kill so many. And then, at, uh, well, I have at 26 is the first time he says, I hate snakes. Should, should I go to that? I have that too. I have a little bit before that. Um, They hear the lion roaring again that night. At night, yeah. yeah. And then Frederick Salou, he's one of the hunters. Like, he's known as one of the greatest hunters, and he's in Roosevelt's hunting party. Yeah. And uh, he kills it basically on on a... Well, it's coming into the camp, I think. Yeah. So he's like going after the donkeys or something. Yeah. Yeah, so. Then they... uh... Oh yeah, wait, and then and then right before he goes off with Meadow, yeah, Miss um, Seymour's checking out Teddy Roosevelt because he's like he's he's doing some he's pumping some iron. Yeah, he is. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he's then, doing some. And she and, and she has to snap she's like out sitting of it. In the, in this chair. She's sitting lounging, like just watching Teddy Roosevelt, just, just like, like lustfully, <laughs> definitely, like looking at Teddy Roosevelt. She can't even handle it. That's why she gets up and she's like, yeah, she's like, where's Henry? And then she, yeah, and then she's like, wait, where's Henry? Looking for Henry. Looking for Henry. He's gone. And Henry's long gone because she was ogling Roosevelt so hard. Ogling they should have really gotten together. They should have. Like, you know, just I like, would have just accepted like, that hard. Just like a little passionate kiss, like somewhere. 
Nah, I don't <laughs> no. think. She, I mean, sure, but like, I don't think he was they never going to see her yeah, again. Were, it was it was going to be just one passionate kiss and never going to see him again. I bet basically. you that's what she was imagining, but then her you know uptight sensibilities were like, no, I can't. <laughs> I know she honestly goes. She goes. Stop it! Like she stop honestly, thinking about him in that yeah. way. And so then that's why she starts looking for Indy, and then Indy's gone. Man, she really needs some. Um. So, <laughs> Indy decides to use his new formed friendship with Meadow to try and find the the oryx, yeah, the antelopes, and that's a good idea. And so he takes him. He takes him to this area where they're they're like dry. I can't really see on the wall, but there's supposed to be a drawing. Oh, there, I guess. On this rock. Just to see what's up. And then I'm going to play. I promised yeah. Mr. Roosevelt I'd find them for. There's a snake coming up. Snake! Stop! going to chase you, man. I hate snakes! Oh, he said I hate snakes. I know, I wrote that too. It's It's always funny how... It's cute. How he'll go, he'll go, snake! And then he goes, I hate snakes. Like, yeah. it's, it's always it's always those two lines <laughs> it together. Is, it's good. It's so great. So yeah, that's another tie-in to the indie movies. I thought that was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Miss Seymour's like running after him with her her um, little umbrella. She's trotting around and the umbrella's going up and down. Like, <laughs> She's trying to find Henry and then yeah. finally... Yelling um, for his name everywhere. Finally... Uh, the parents show up from it, wherever the heck they were. He's gone missing for the millionth time. The millionth time. Every episode is going to be gone. This is this is just what's going to happen every episode. Yeah. Um. Basically, yeah. He, he gets lost twice or three times an episode at least. Yeah. So then he shows the um the tribes people the picture of the the antelope he's trying to find, and then they yeah. they basically all take him to somewhere else they they take him to an elder who draws which i don't know how he got all of this but he he must have been learning their language fairly quickly but he's been learning he it. was talking to an elder who drew a picture of a line a horizontal line with a circle underneath and then he and, kind of figures and out and indy figures out that that's a melon yeah and that the oryx the oryx moved <laughs> yeah. to find this melon to find the specific <laughs> melon that's underground that's underground yeah. it's like he got all this from this guy drawing a picture like it's it's kind of cool like the, the guy draws the line and then he's like pointing at it and then indy goes underground and then, yeah it's like i he's and then and then he like draws the circle and then he like starts making this little like mouth like chompy yeah chompy hand sign and then he goes oh the antelopes eat the melons yeah it makes a lot of sense <laughs> so though. we find the melons yeah. we find the antelopes we find the antelope and he's like and i wrote henry is very cute and smart that's what i wrote because he is he's really smart as as you could probably tell alessandra writes her notes based on what she's thinking at the time <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you're the one who writes all the plot and i'm just like i do Indy's i so cute here. my notes are so convoluted i pretty much just write down the plot of the entire episode in my notes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With some extra tidbits in there, yeah, here so. and there. Um, so and then okay, so his parents are freaking out, obviously, because Indy's been gone for a bit. Yeah, they and, freak and out, and the sun's going down. And it's nighttime. That, that's mostly when they worry. Is when the yeah. sun goes down and Indy's still gone. It's, it's over after that. Yeah, it's just because if all he's hell's out there loose. and yeah. there's an animal that wants to eat him. They'll yeah. find him. And then, and Meadow, Meadow went away for some reason. Yeah. Like, while, like left Indy while with Indy the elder. was talking to the elder, Ugh. Meadow just left. I don't know why. And then, and then Indy was like, Meadow, Meadow. And then he like, started... he like left and then Indy was on his own. Yeah. And they couldn't and get then back to Indy camp. ran off and he was trying to find his way back. Um, and then, so of course the search party is out. 
His Everybody's parents, out. His parents Everybody in the whole camp is looking yeah. for him. Yelling, Andy, where the fuck are you, Andy? That's basically what they're saying. In in their minds. <laughs> no, they're yelling it. <laughs> they're yelling they're it. They're really fucking angry at Indy right now. And then, of course, nothing bad happens to Indy. He runs He runs into this guy. Somebody I thought, gets him. I thought this guy he ran into was, like, a real-life poacher because he had, like, he had, like, this red hat on. Yeah. I don't know. He looked, and it, I don't know. Oh, well, he just found him, and then he kind of got scared because this guy grabbed him on the shoulder. Yeah. Maybe. And he's like, ah! That's so funny. Maybe it's because Indy, like, freaked out and Yeah, scream. I think he just freaked out, but and this guy was a yeah. nice guy. Yeah. So then they go back, and then Roosevelt just really harshly snap backs at him but he oh deserved it yeah, because he was gone all day but get it get a first glance at a or a first here at roosevelt just yelling his lines <laughs> oh this is after he detoxed all center worried sick about you. you all right this one they finally scold him too like finally they gosh. really scold him pretty hard because in the first episode they did not scold didn't do him. any scolding i was like finally indy like his dad is just man he's so good looking just in this episode, though, this, the second half. You've no. caused enough trouble for one day, Henry. I'm <laughs> disappointed in you. <laughs> I thought you were more intelligent. But I was looking for Burton's orcs, and I just lost track of the time. No excuses, <laughs> Professor Jones. I suggest you keep a closer eye on your son in the future. So the angry. African bush is no playground. His face is all red. Yeah. I mean, his face is always red, but... And his dad's just like staring his dad is staring at him with the most disapproving eye oh like, but he's so cute this guy indy is so sad he like doesn't even know what to do this 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 dad in this half of the he's just i'm sorry every time he comes on the screen i like want to just fall over because he's just really well, good he's looking. not even in the second half no but i he looks different in the second half he, he's not as cute he's not as attractive it's i don't know what it is about this one episode I don't know. Maybe it's just the the romantic atmosphere of Africa. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think he's just different because he's older in the second one. It's just different. But anyways, he's sorry. also gone. Sorry, I went on a second. I I just it's okay, Alexander. We get it. <laughs> I feel like Miss Seymour. <laughs> yeah, you need to calm down. <laughs> I need to just calm down. Well, I'm really excited because we just got our Comic Con tickets, so I'm a little bit. Oh yeah, we're pretty giddy right now. Oh. <sighs> I'm, like, running at 25,000 miles a minute right now. It's because we sit... So the way Comic-Con tickets work is you have to sit and wait and get picked for a lottery. Yeah, you sit in a waiting room and and hope Just that, that you will get picked because it's completely random. You don't even know if you'll get tickets. Um, yeah. And we got them. I'm with the badge and the badge is with me. And they just repeat that over and over again until you get it. Our Comic-Con tickets are no longer with the Demi-Gorgon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are. Anyways, continuing. Continue! Um, and so let's see. So he finally gets scolded because I mean it was pretty harshly too. Like what yeah, if he yelled at him pretty he, hard? He'd been gone for quite a bit of time and he yeah. didn't get any supper. Yeah, he didn't. Like Dad's I mean, like, go to bed without supper. I mean, I don't know how about how about like how you guys are, but I get hangry when I am hungry. So, oh, he's he's probably upset. So going to bed without supper would suck for me. <laughs> that is definitely a good punishment for Emily. <laughs> yeah. Don't give her food. <laughs> Starve her. She's <laughs> bad. <laughs> That's mean. Please don't do that. Please don't. Please don't punish Emily. I love food. <laughs> um. Okay. And so yeah. So he has to go to sleep with no supper. It's a little. Sad. It's a little sad. But you know, he he deserves it. He needs to. I I know he was trying to help Roosevelt, but you know he's got to. He's got to be more responsible. Who knows what'll happen? He could have been eaten whole by a snake. He totally could. This was way more dangerous than in the other place. Could have been trampled by a rhino. Yeah. Okay, so 
And then, okay, so then then Indy talks about how he found, the next day at breakfast, he's like, I found the antelope. I know where they are. Yeah, because Meta had come had come in the morning to get yeah. him. And Meta, then- he leaves his house again. Like, he didn't even listen. He just was like, Meta comes and he's like, we got to go get the antelope. And then he's like, no, man. And then Meta's like, he's trying to tell Meta that he got in trouble, and, got that in he trouble. Can't, and that he can't go. And then but... he backs down so quickly. He's like, fine. And well, he like gets he, ready. He knows it's going to be worthless to like try and try and explain to Meta that he got that in he trouble. Can't. So yeah. he's like, he's like, all right, fine. Like, so then they go find this melon, and then they go out and they find it. And then they come back, and then they're like, we found the antelope because they find the melon. And this is where his parents first meet Meta because they had Meadow. He they they had no idea that he was even hanging out with him this whole time. Yeah. Yeah, which which they they were right next right next field. Like <laughs> you'd think they would have noticed them at least. So then, so then Indy explains about this, which is just really cute and smart. Like he does a really good job. Yeah, he he does like. Should I play it? Yeah, definitely. Meadow helped me to find them. I promise you, I'd find them, and I have. I have it all written down. He, like, wrote it down. And Roosevelt reads his words. <laughs> so cute. There was a great fire in the bush which killed all the snakes. These snakes usually ate the mole rats. But the mole rats burrowed underground and they survived the fire. With no snakes, there got to be so many of them, they ate all the melons. No root melons, no oryx. You see, all the plants and animals there they're connected. When something happens to one animal, it causes something different to happen to all the other animals. Everybody's, like, impressed. The oryx oh, yeah. moved away to find the melons. I was impressed. See, the melons are underground, so the oryx have to dig them up in order to eat them. So what about the oryx? Meadow and I saw them. Only a few. They're the most beautiful animals. That's why I lost track of the time. How far did you say? Okay. <sighs> it's amazing. He's really genius. And he talks to Meadow. Like, Meadow talks to him, and then he, like, understands what he's saying. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, but before, before they started talking about the the snakes and stuff and the and the root melons, like, Meadow had shown up and actually spoke to him in his language, and, and Indy, Indy spoke back. Indy has a good grasp on this language now. I, like, seriously wrote, honestly, like, he's been there for two days and he understands the language already. Like, that's crazy. He totally does. But he redeems himself because he found the thing. <laughs> well, basically, because Roosevelt can't stay mad if you if you give him what he wants. True. So, so um, key term here, Indy says there are few. What? I said, what could I wrote? Man, Henry is such a babe. That's what I wrote. Will you, <laughs> all of your thoughts in here. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Most of Alessandra's notes are just talking about how hot Henry's dad is. That's not true at all. <laughs> and how cute Indy is. It's that. And smart. That's not true. It's, it's cute and smart. There's there's a lot of other content in there. Um, and so, again, key term here being, Indy said few. There are few, few of, of them. antelopes. There's only like a handful of them, basically. Seriously. And so then Roosevelt's oh. like... It's like, oh yeah, this kid, these kids. Let's found. go get them. Let's go kill them all. And then I said, God, honestly, he's just it, out for blood. It's so I annoying swear. how everyone's first instinct is to just kill everything. Yeah. How, how is that the good? How? Because every, like, they go to them, they they go there, and then they all start shooting at them. Like ten people have all their guns on them. I know this. This next scene was just terrible. I was just like, you shouldn't have told them in the first place, Indy. You knew that they were going to kill them. You knew. 
He knows. Yeah, so I have the time code for the part where they're basically just murdering them all. But um, so Indy takes them to the spot where they are, and then they get they get ready to shoot, and then Indy does something amazing. So here, tw- thirty nine fifty five. There's like six people with their guns out. They're so cute. Look at their little ears. Run away! Run away! No, oh, he covers his ears. Oh no. And this part with like there, that part, like where he's like shooting at it. Yeah. I thought Roosevelt was gonna like smack him right then and there. He was so angry. Quite right, too. Absolutely right, Henry. It's a rare species. Who knows what kind of animals might depend on them, eh? Thank you, Henry. So he he was like his face got bright red right there, and then he thought about it, and then he was like, "I totally You're right." I Henry. totally thought that Roosevelt was gonna like smack him. I know he was so angry, but then, but then you know, I think this guy's a terrible actor. I think he grew some respect for Indy after that because he was like, because after Indy like ran off, he yeah. was like, "Bully for you, bully for you, Indy, bully for you, bully for you, Indy." You gotta say it louder. Bully <laughs> for you, Indy. It's like, yeah. Is that, that good? Is like, that good? Yeah, that was really good, right. actually. Thanks. Um, so I really like that part because you know Indy actually stood up and like grabbed the gun. Like he, like this like, Teddy was about to shoot, and he like grabbed the gun and pointed it down. Yeah. And he was like, "No, man, that's too much. Cut it out." And this <sighs> was actually a very satisfying resolution to the story. Very satisfying. And I was like, great. And then he gives his uh, binoculars to his friend. And then <laughs> the ending part. I just had like a little comment. So Meadow, uh, Indy gives Meadow his binoculars. Yep. And which and Meadow super watches adorable. Them and Meadow, yeah. Meadow is sitting on a rock next to a bunch of empty champagne bottles. Did really? you see that? Oh, I wasn't even paying attention to that. And I, I, I honestly, I had to comment. I was like, so much for respecting nature, you littering asses. Like, <laughs> that's good. Like, that's he was funny. next to, look Oh, yeah, it. he was next to two. No, <laughs> more yeah. than that. All right, all right. There's probably yeah, more. that is weird they're that probably, they just left them there. There's probably a ton around the encampment. Like, who knows? It's still littering. <laughs> I'll find you and find you. All right, then they then they go on a boat ride for the second half of this. Every every mid... I, I have a theory. <laughs> you want to... Oh, yes. Every, All of Emily's theories. Let's go. <laughs> no, it's it's more like a guess. It's probably not going to happen in the next episode, but I think, I think every mid-episode they're going to get on a boat. <laughs> That's going to be my guess. That is a really good guess because that is exactly what happened in the first episode. <laughs> and in this episode. So I think I think it's going to happen. It's going to be a boat. There's so many other modes of transportation. I know. There's a car. There's a train. You know. Hey, it's already happened twice. Yeah. That's my guess. If I'm wrong in the next episode, sorry. But I think... I think boats, man. Boats. <laughs> Um, so they're on their way to Paris on a boat, and 
I thought I said I thought the scene was a little weird. We got we got some nice family bonding. Like they the parents Yeah, they're talking parents on Parents and Indy were talking about, you know, what he's gonna learn while he's in Paris mm-hmm. and um and then just random random shots of Miss Seymour reading. Like it would it would go to them talking and then it would just Seymour's move, just there. Move to Miss Seymour reading. She never said anything. She just she sat there and like she had a different book in each scene. So she read a ton on that book. And boat this ride. kid is definitely older. Yeah, he's definitely older again. But not as old. Like, he's still younger. Like, his voice isn't as deep. So I'm just going it on by... a little I'm deeper. going on by how the deepness of this kid's voice. That's Which is what I'm going a on. Solid, a solid way of, of, so of knowing. He's, he's, his voice is deeper than this previous part, but not as deep as the end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going at. All right. Yeah. So they're on this nice boat, which is a nice boat. And then they get there. And then they're walking around Paris, which is nice. And there's all these, like, B-roll of Paris. Yeah. And then Miss Seymour is there. And then, and then yeah, Miss Seymour is there. And then this they part, go on this a train? part with the train. So they stop in, no, so they, the boat docks in Nice. And yeah. then they're going to take a train from Nice to, to France. To France. And then he's looking in, Paris, in the window at something. And so he nearly misses. He's, looking, he's just looking at a poster. He's looking at a poster, like a French poster. And then he literally almost misses the train. Like his dad's like, Junior! I know his and his dad wasn't even that far away from him. Like his dad stuck his stuck his head out the window, and and Andy was right there. Like yeah. and his dad had to yell like four times, really loudly, for him to even turn. Like he's looking. This at- face is hilarious. He's yeah. like, oh, oh my god, I gotta go. I know, because finally after like the fifth time, his dad goes, Henry, Henry. He turns around and goes, oh my god, oh, oh my god. And the train's moving and then jumps on. And then he runs on the train. Okay. And he's like eating something. Yeah. So he was just. He's mesmerized by this poster, apparently. Which is just like a, it's like an Art Nouveau poster. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, almost misses the train. <laughs> okay, then they go, then, okay, so then his parents just decide to go on a trip somewhere. Wait, I wanted to mention, like, on, when they actually are on the train, uh-huh. I don't know, I didn't like this comment. The oh. mom, the mom was like, oh, Paris, how civilized. Yeah, I, she totally said and that. I was yeah, like, I totally really? noticed that. And I was really? like, really? She like, was like, I'm going to take a bath. And then Miss Seymour's like, I'm going to take a nap or something. Like, I mean, that part's fine. They were traveling a lot. They were yeah. on a boat. Probably couldn't shower. Like, that Like that part's fine. But, like, to come, I mean, they were just in Africa. And they loved it. Her mom they had, did. like, her mom had a grand old time probably sexing yeah. up the dad the entire time. Yeah. So, you know what? Don't just, even complain. Just don't even, okay? And, I mean, and obviously Paris. It would be nice to have a nice shower, okay? Obviously no. Paris is, like, a huge change of pace than just being in Africa. But, honestly, you don't have to say that. Like, I'm sorry. You just have to say, like. It's very obvious that what Lucas was trying to do was show how different it was back then. And that people were not respectful of nature and other cultures as much as we are now. Mm-hmm. Even though we are still not respectful of other cultures. Mm-hmm. So, it was just one of those things. It's history. We're watching history. We're just basically saying, you sucked, history. That's basically what's going on right now. Still didn't think that comment was necessary. Okay. She had a good old time. <laughs> So leave it alone. Um, so then, so then his parents are. His mom's like, "Do you want to write an essay on wine?" The significance? No, no, go back. Really? Go back. You have, you have to. You have to okay. set up the scene. Okay, you set up the scene. I'm not good at talking about that. 
All right. So the parents are about to leave. They just get to their house in Paris. Just they get to their apartment. Just like their, get there. Their hotel room. Yeah. Which is like a really nice one. Super nice, yeah, man. Like super totally expensive. Jealous. So nice. I want to stay in one of those. I know. Um, because it's basically like a house hotel room. It's really nice. Um, it's probably like a studio yeah. of some kind or like a like a just suite. a really nice suite. Super nice. Um, and so they they just get there, and then the mom and dad are leaving to go to uh, the most famous like vineyard in all of France. Yeah. And and so Henry's of course like you know you, we just got here why can't I go with you and the mom has like the most ridiculous answer I I thought it was dumb. She said, he's like, why can't I go with you? And she yeah, was like, yeah. do you really want to write an essay on, I have it right here. I have the exact same Yeah, thing I wrote she the said. words too. Do you really want to write an essay on the history of the grapevine or its significance in French, French medieval, French medieval poetry? Yeah. Like, I was like, what, what the heck kind of an answer is that? And I was trying to think of it like. It wasn't an answer. That's what it was. It was literally not an answer. It was basically just an excuse. Like, yeah. Like, Henry, if you come with us, I'm going to make you do so much work. So do not come. So right? don't come. She, yeah. It wasn't like, said, why can't he come? That she said no that sense. just to deter him from going. Yeah. But she didn't answer the question why he couldn't come. She just, she just like pushed it away. She like deflected it. That's what she did. Bad parenting. She <laughs> deflected it. Which I bet you the parents do want to go away but on their own on the nice like week trip or whatever. They were alone so much in Africa, but whatever. <sighs> they were. Indy, Indy wouldn't have, wouldn't have had as much of a good time. If so he'd then they with leave him, him with Miss Seymour, which sounds like a good idea, but like it's not at first. It is well, yeah. she is not equipped to handle him. She, she is too mischievous and too. She doesn't even understand. She she has no record. Like she's she not no smart at all. Over him. She has no control at all of, over him at all. Yeah. I mean, and and Indy's Indy's a good kid. Like he does listen. He knows he knows what's good. But you know, sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes the passion for life is just a bit too much. I just did that. <laughs> Title of the episode that they put on it during the VHS release. Oh yeah, good old VHS release. Um, so to spark up the fun. Oh, of course. In, the, the second Indy gets there, he's like, "Let's go to the Eiffel Tower." And yeah, and then they're, they're like, all like, "No, nope. we're, we're really tired." They're like, Indy. "Nope, let's." Go, we're, go we're to the loop. fucking exhausted, man. Yeah. We just need to take a nap. We're not going to climb up some tallest building in the world thing, okay? We're not yeah. going to do that. <laughs> yeah. And so, so when they Plus leave... it would have cost too much money to film. Probably. Oh, definitely. That's probably definitely. why. It was in the background. Got got a lot of shots of it in the background. Yeah. In the park next to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the parents leave... And then they go to a museum. They go to the Louvre. Yeah. Miss Seymour takes them to the Louvre. Which is cute. And then mm-hmm. uh, they're at the Louvre. They're looking at all these paintings. And, and Indy is just so, so bored. Yeah. He, he really doesn't care. And they see the Mona Lisa. And then they're like, this is the most beautiful painting in the world. And then, and then he's was, like, it's fine. What was this childish comment? Like... They, she said he said something about like she follows you everywhere oh, and then yeah. he goes even in, in the bathroom even into the bathroom like such a such a child thing to say and then like <laughs> it's such a fake mona lisa too like it doesn't it looks like the original but it's clearly not like they should have just printed out a picture of it instead of painting one for oh, yeah, this they're, they're definitely not even in the real Louvre. Like, there's a part where they're oh, walking no, through a hallway. Oh, no, I've been there before. It they're, looks very different from this. They're walking this. through a hallway, and half the hallway is just a painting. 
like like the, there's a backdrop and there there's there's people like drawn in like farther down the hallway. Yeah. But they're not moving. But it's clearly a yeah a painting <clears throat> backdrop. It's definitely just what, a backdrop. Which is yeah. what they do for a lot of these stuff anyway. So it's which is fine. it's fine. It's movie magic. It's not really a. And so then while I'm they're not criticizing their production design because it's awesome. Yeah. While they're looking at the uh, Mona Lisa, they come across a boy. His name is Norman Rockwell. <laughs> and he comes up behind them and they're like, Norman says some comment and then he's like, oh, I'm Indy. And he, she's like, is that how you're going to introduce yourself? She's like, introduce yourself properly, Henry. And then she's like, this is Henry Jones Jr. This is the greatest painting in the world. Isn't it wonderful? See, her eyes follow you wherever you go. <laughs> Even in the bathroom? Henry. I'm done with your shit. Leonardo da Vinci <laughs> took three years to paint Mona Lisa. Seymour's got something for Leo, too. Just think of it. She had to smile for three years. So Leonardo had musicians playing in the studio all the time. And singers and comedians to keep her amused. Uh, that this is you do. Yeah. You puff your cheeks and you take in a breath. See? Easy. You don't need to be an funny man. It's great. This kid's cute. My name's Izzy. I don't know. You don't need to be a funny man. Introduce yourself properly. This is Henry Jones Jr. I'm Miss Seymour, and you are Norman Rockwell. I do really like Norman Rockwell. He's really cute. He is. He's great too. Um, and he's got he's got a lot of cool places to take indie. I know. I don't super uh, super. It's like it's funny because he's an American painter and he's in Paris for literally no reason yeah like it's like they just dropped him in the story and then and then it's just ridiculous because they just adopted him like they were just like want to come with us to the puppet show yeah he talked about his parents his parents were there right yeah but we never saw them well, he yeah. just talked about them and he, we saw a picture of them that he paid that he drew yeah he was he was honestly there for no reason he, I, I mean, but it would make sense why he would go there and then be influenced by the stuff there because he was a famous painter. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. But, like, still... what? It's just for convenience, really. But, I mean, he wouldn't have gone to Paris this early in his life to be... Yeah, he's not the same age as Indy. He's got to be, like, 14, yeah, right? Yeah, he's definitely a bit older. 15, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He, he's not, like... He, Indy's, like, 10 still, so... <laughs> He'll be 10 for a long so time. So they go to this, um... God, they go to this puppet show. To have, to have fun. And after being at the Louvre all day, Miss Miss Seymour notices that the boys aren't having very much fun. Yeah, because I mean, Norman really was probably boring. having a lot more fun than, than Indy was. But yeah. she's Norman like, how about we have some fun? And they go God. to some obscene, which is a childish puppet show. It's a thing that they do in Paris. So I'm not saying... Do they? Yeah, they do but, this in Paris. But it, it is like a childish thing? Like it's for kids? It's also for adults because, too. Okay. Yeah. Because, but I mean, in, in this place, there was like a bunch of But there's a lot of... Kids. These kids are screaming. I don't even want to play this because... No, no just I, don't. You can, you can hear... That was that was what it sounded like there. Just that one little clip is what you get that because it sounded, is so ridiculous. That sounded like a city was getting like bombed. And that's, that's what it sounded like. looks like on the screen too, because there's like fire and there's like these puppets running around. It's crazy, and these kids are screaming. Yeah, it was it was crazy. the The boys did not like it. They're like, "Why are we here? Why are we here?" But then, but then the they, first show finishes. Yeah, and they use it as a good cover. They're like, oh, Miss Seymour, we love that so much. We want to stay for the second one. And Miss Seymour's like, oh, no, I've got I've got to write letters and take a nap. And then like, okay, you go ahead. And then we'll, we'll stay here and watch the second second episode. 
Second show. So after this part, I basically kind of tuned out because... Did you really? No, well, I was watching it, but it just was not as interesting or simple as the first episode was. It's a little bit more complicated. Yeah, especially with what... With, it's it's a lot of talking. There's like, just... There's, there's a... So there's... A, so the general frame of this plot, I should just say now, after this part, they go off just Norman and, and Indy. Yep. Just Norman and Indy go off and meet... They meet Degas... Then they meet Picasso in his studio. And Picasso's, like, bragging about how he can make any... He can replicate any painter's art. Because he's he's also a good artist. He's really cocky. Like, so that's basically the premise because he makes this um, fake Degas painting and then wants to sell the Degas painting. And that gets kind of resolved in the end. Well, yeah, because when you first meet Picasso and Degas, they're, like, having a meeting. Why Why was he meeting with Degas? He wanted him to do something with his painting. He, like, may, maybe he wanted I to know what he thought he of I think he wanted him. to know what... Picasso wanted to know what Degas thought of his paintings, and Degas thought they were ridiculous. And so then he's like, I'll show you. I'm a good painter, too. I'm just as good as you. I'll paint one of your paintings. And so he does. Um, but at with, this with time, Norman, and Norman Indy there, they, Norman, they go to a studio. Yeah, they go to like, but Norman is also like really attached to Degas. He like loves Degas. Yeah. So, which is why they get invited in the first place because after Degas leaves, like Picasso starts bashing on him, and he's yeah. And then Picasso is ridiculous. And Norman's just like, hey, you don't talk about Degas like that. Like he's you know he's he's really famous. Like leave him alone. And then Picasso's like Picasso is so crazy. Like, he is he, hilarious. But I feel like this is the way that Picasso was in probably. real life. Probably. He was and, and very he's cocky. He's a real was cocky very guy. Annoying, yeah. And he's he's just, he just says the funniest things. He's just like so, I'm the best. I'm the best at everything. And you're like, oh, okay, dude, chill. And he's like, no, I'm the best art artist there ever was. Like, he's really weird. He's a really weird guy. And he's you, you don't know what he's going to do. He's kind of scary sometimes. Yeah, he is. This yeah. actor who played him was just awful. So yeah, so Norman's telling him to like shut up about about Degas, and so he's like, "You want to see? Come back to my studio, and I'll show you that I can I can draw I can do a do a Degas just as good as Degas does." But I must warn you. Do you know what people are saying? That your new paintings will destroy you. Who says that? Matisse. And that uh, Russian collector, Shukin. Uh, Shukin. <laughs> got a turtleneck on. He wept, telling me what a loss like you are for French art. He, yeah. he'll, he'll, only, he'll only wears that when meeting, like, important you people. You are bringing <laughs> art, not just to an end. His face. <laughs> Pablo's scary. <laughs> Pablo's so intense. He really is. But it, it, it does make sense. Like, I really feel like he was, like, a very vibrant person. And everybody, everybody in this, this next part was so legitimate it kind of really really reminded me of midnight in paris because it is a lot like that where they meet these people at kind of the prime of their time it's it's before that obviously before the 1920s but it's still like a bunch of artists together like tons of artists were were there so we've got Degas, we've got picasso we've got brock um we've got norman rockwell for some reason is there um, and then we meet all of these other artists when they go to the party later. So it's just, it's kind of an interesting, um, soup of artists. Soup? Yeah. <laughs> a stew? A stew. <laughs> a stew. 
stew of artists. That's what I meant to say. A soup. It's a very hearty stew. <laughs> I meant to say stew. All right. That's, that's, it's accurate. It's accurate, well, it's accurate. Yeah. It's very accurate. And I'm pretty sure that place was, like, just such a stew. Anyway. And then... Uh, then Tigan Picasso get into kind of a fight. And then I said, I thought it was really funny at 59 here. Um, Indy's like having an omelet that he asked for himself. <laughs> yeah, he like wants to finish it. Think I can't paint like him? Would you like to come to my studio and see me paint like him? Oh, God. Really creepy. <laughs> you can't finish my omelet. Forget it! <laughs> We're talking about art. What's your name, little man? Turn down. Turn down. It's yours. I am Picasso. Oh, we gotta play that again. That was hilarious. It's Degas. He's a great artist. Don't wait, okay. Nobody can paint like him. I better get back to my talk. Excuse me. So, you think I can't paint like him? Would you like to come to my studio and see? Can I finish my art? Forget it! We're talking about art. So he just says, forget it. And then, like, his hair flips. And it's like, no, I'm going to take you to my studio. His hair is definitely as passionate as he is. <laughs> oh, God, it's so <laughs> It's funny. flying in I all directions so all hard. the episode. Again, I'm sorry, I just burst out of laughing. That was so funny. It was funny, though. Like... <laughs> How much do you think that omelet was? And, and Indy really wanted to finish it, and now he just can't. Can I finish my No. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> oh, God. He already wanted to leave. He was like, I don't like this situation, this guy. Yeah, this he, guy's... he's like trying to leave, and Norman like grabs him. This guy's hair's freaking out. I just think it's hilarious, because every time Indy's like, I should probably go, and Norman's like, no, I need you to stay here with me for no reason. Well, and also, it sucks because Indy, Indy needs Norman to get back home. Like, he, oh. he doesn't, like... He doesn't know where to go. Norman took him to some random, yeah. like, area in Paris where all the artists hang out. Like, and he doesn't know how to get back <sighs> to the like house. Which is like Moulin Rouge. Yeah, definitely. It's like just the artist area of Bohemian. There's lots of prostitutes everywhere. Definitely. It's, it's bad. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was kind of stuck with him until Norman was ready to leave, which Norman was not ready to leave. Ever. Um, and then Miss Seymour <clears throat> is like, where's... Indy hasn't come back yet. Well, I really liked the, when they were in Picasso's studio, I really liked what Norman yeah. said about, um. Brock's like, work? No, yeah. about, about Picasso's work. Like, he oh, was, yeah. um, he was drawn, he, uh, Picasso was drawn the Degas, and uh, Norman was, like, looking around, and then his little studio assistant was like, do you, do you not like his painting? Oh, Brock. That was Brock. Oh! Yeah. That's who that was. I know, I love Brock. He's so cute. He was really, he was really Brock good is really adorable in he this. He is. He really I, is. I just, I feel like people, okay, so like, the girl really loves Picasso, you can tell. She's like, admires him a lot, and she spends a lot of time with him, this girl that's there. Yeah. But like, if if I were there, I would, I would be with Brock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. I'm just saying. It's good to know. He's, he's way more chill, and way more level-headed, and also a really good artist. I just don't see... Picasso's too intense. Yeah, he really is. And he's just he's just trying to show everyone up and show that he could be everything and then be be new. He like he's too crazy. He's, he's very he's pretty nuts. He's very crazy. And so then and so then Norman's looking at his stuff and um Bur- Brock? Brock. Yeah. 
Um, he's like, do you not like his painting? And he's like, yeah, but I, I like, I like to, I like his, his actual stuff better. Like his, his yeah. personal stuff. Like he liked the cubism. He liked that stuff. He liked it, but he. Yeah. And it was cool because his, uh, his model or his girlfriend or his whatever. His girlfriend, yeah, I guess. Was like, his, they, his they were talking about. The time. Yeah, they were talking about art and she was like, you know, not everything has to look real because the Norman was looking at, at Brock's work. Yeah. And he was like, this doesn't look real. And then she's like, you know, art doesn't have to look real you can get like an essence of somebody yeah and you you can get feelings from it you can get you can get whatever you want from a painting it doesn't have to be like an exact replica of of a human per like of a of a thing and this is at the point where picasso makes the degas painting to to like be like i want to have big degas sign this he's like it's good enough to be a real degas i'm gonna have him sign it. oh yeah he does this totally skeezy plan like, yeah. he is so ridiculous. Everyone knows it's a bad idea from the beginning. But, yeah, so he, he does the Degas, and people are like, yeah, it looks, it looks, looks like a lot a, like him. It looks like a Degas. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to get the old man to sign it, and then he'll think it's his, and then I'll tell him that I'm just as good as him. Like, it's this very convoluted, crazy plan that he just is obsessed with the entire episode. So this is the second time in this episode that Miss Seymour loses, loses Indy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised she hasn't been fired yet. <laughs> and then this French guy's like trying to talk to him and she's like, do you speak English? Because Indy's missing. And he's like, oh, yes, I, he, he thinks he can speak English, but then he really can't. He's like, well, yeah, find goes, the infant or something. He goes, miss, I speak perfect English. And then he goes, I am a great kidnapper. <laughs> and he like says, do you speak English? Madame, I speak perfect English. We will do everything possible to find the young man. <laughs> we will not pour water on trouble oil. I promise you, I am an expert kidnapper of small children. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Seymour's heavy eye roll. She does. She does a serious eye roll. She does the biggest eye roll. Like I love Miss Seymour. Just, I love oh her. my gosh! I love this lady. It was like it was like a full head eye roll to the like side, head like, and eyes up, and part all, and all part the way of her shoulders. She head rolled so hard that her shoulders moved. Yeah, like it was ridiculous, um, but not too much. Like it was <laughs> <laughs> so a lot, but then not a lot. <laughs> the actress didn't didn't do it too much. It was campy, but it wasn't ridiculous. Uh, okay, never mind. She's just so frustrated with everything. Yeah, she's she's perfect. She's got such a hard job. Like, if I were her, I would react that way. Indy's crazy. Um, and so, so while Miss Seymour's freaking out talking to the police, Indy's hanging out with prostitutes in, in showgirl lounges. I said they forced Indy to dance. He just wanted to go back to the damn hotel. He literally was like, I don't want to dance. I don't want to dance. They were like, come on. I don't want to dance. Come on. I don't want to dance. He says it like three times. But luckily, luckily, I think they, they had him dance with the model because if yeah, they, they had, had him dancing with, with the a nice, prostitute, they that, had him wouldn't, dance with the nice that girl wouldn't have been a good image. Who might have been a prostitute, but it doesn't really matter. In a, in a past life. Yeah. <laughs> he, Picasso's girlfriend. He, Pica- Picasso who, probably picked her up in another place and she was a prostitute. Yeah, and but then, then, and they, then they, they pick up the girls. Model. They pick up the girls from a, like... From like a whorehouse. From a whorehouse. They yeah. pick them up, and then the guys come in looking for the girls the that pimps. they picked up. The, the pimps. pimps come. I read. I read them on IMDb. They are pimps. Pimp the, number one and pimp number quote, two. The quote pimps. They are. That's what. Uh, okay. Because they come is. in, and then there's a bar fight. It's intense. Everyone's fighting everybody. And Andy is like, really like he gets thrown. He gets like thrown into a someone table. Someone picks him up and 
tosses him into a table. Yeah, like his gut. Like, He's I'm, a child. He probably got the wind knocked out of him. He got thrown into this table so hard. Oh, man. I felt so bad for him. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and it's just, it's just insane because... And then the part with the plane, like, Picasso got a plane for, like, a, a picture he made. And so he, Indy wind, wound it up and then threw it. And then it missed the first pimp and then hit the other <laughs> pimp, like, square in the nose. And then he, like, fell over. So the, there's this music and it's going insane. Can-can music. Indy gets thrown into the... Oh, it's crazy. He throws the plane. Yeah, he Spins wind- the plane. <laughs> <laughs> the guy, oh, the guy screams a bit too much when this plane's heading toward him. Like he, he honestly, he's like, ah! he honestly goes like, ah! <laughs> like, and then and then it hits the other guy in the ear. It's good, it's good. I liked it. I liked this bar fight. This is the part where I wrote that it really reminded me of of um, the Temple of Doom bar fight in the beginning of the Temple of Doom when when he's in like little snow town. No. With, with, uh, yeah, with, um, with Willie in that, oh. in the first scene, the very beginning of Temple of Doom. Temple, Temple of Doom is the second one, right? Yes, with Willie. Okay. And she's in that red dress and there's a bar fight. In the, in it's the very, Chinese bar. Yeah. And it's very similar to this scene. It is like the it's, same kind of it's thing, very shenanigans chaotic. going yeah. on. Yeah. And it, they're good at that. It's very chaotic. Some, some yeah. things. <sighs> it was insane. Like, yeah, it was good. It was good um, choreogra- choreography for this whole thing. And I, I, was, really, I just really don't know why everyone was fighting everyone. That's true. That like, doesn't make any sense. It was just why one would of those a things. fight break out between everyone when it was just the two pimps and Picasso? Yeah, because as they were running out, like some <laughs> some lady was beating up a man. Like I, just, <laughs> they're like our fighting is excuse to beat up the guy I don't like. Yeah. So basically, that was a bit insane. Um, and so he's he's just having a grand old time with these artists. And but um, I said Indy's got great self defense skills because he kind of does. He like beats up the guy. He like steps on his foot, pokes him in the eyes. Yeah, it's great. He does a great job. He, he aside from being he, tossed into the he doesn't flinch from being thrown at a table into the table. God, into the table. Must have bruised some ribs doing that. I swear, it's not safe. But the poor actor. Like, it really looks like this kid's just being tossed at the table. Yeah, because he did. <laughs> he broke his back. <laughs> broke his back? Oh, my God. Because he stepped on a crack. Will you get out of here? Anyway. And then then they run away. Picasso and Indy. And then they go into this, like, oh, you have that. The next part with the catacomb thing. Oh, no. Oh, no, this, this isn't the catacomb yet. Oh, so then they run away from the bar fight, and they're just in an alley hanging out. Yeah, um, it's his, really nice. His girlfriend and, and Brock are, are searching through some trash for some food, and um, and Picasso's just talking to Indy about um, about why he became a painter. And there was a really odd shot of just it was zooming in on his hands. Yeah, like Picasso was talking, and it was just zooming in on his hands. I don't know why. So I thought maybe that was... the way that he yeah. Yeah, like right, right, there. right there. It's just the way that he's moving his hands. I guess. He he was moving them a lot. Yeah, but I and still then he, don't. He's talking about how he got these handlebars, and he's like, "If I put the handlebars on my head, I'm a bull, and if I put them on my mouth, I'm a like a elephant or something, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. He was just he was just he's being saying really, how objects yeah. can be different things, and then he's talking about how a horse is. Um, beautiful and the wildness of it and how he captures his girlfriend's 
like wildness as well. Yeah, because yeah, cuz he he likes to <laughs> capture like emotions in yeah. in his pictures because yeah, he was talking about like a white horse. And Indy was like, you know, what would what would your picture of a white horse look like? And he'd be like, you probably wouldn't be able to see the white horse, but you'd be able to to pick up its essence, essence of wildness. And he looks at his girlfriend, and his girlfriend's like, oh, yeah, like these two, very suggestive. These two are very suggestive, but I like her. I, I really like. I them. like her a lot. Like this this whole. I don't like him a lot. I like her a lot. Just because Picasso's crazy. Like I just don't like this actor very much. I, I think like if maybe it was it more charming guy i would like him but maybe he isn't very charming his character is not very charming which is why it's weird that this lady's with him but picasso had so many girlfriends he was like he was a ladies man until he died and wow he was like an old guy my gosh i know he was into it he had so many girlfriends (laughs) yeah probably just because of his passion yeah he's a really passionate guy he's a really attractive guy i mean yeah so and then, and then this is before the catacombs. So yeah, so they're just hanging out, and then finally they, Norman agrees to take Indy back to his house because it's all Indy wanted all night. And so and they're walking somebody back. Catches him. They're walking back, and the pimps jump out of nowhere, and they're like, "Where are the girls?" Yeah. And like, I'm like, "Really? You did?" Like the kids wouldn't know, right? Yeah, like the kids would they even would, know. They wouldn't even know. So then they run through a cemetery. Yeah, they run into a graveyard. One, one of the guy gets gets spooked. He's like, he's oh, like, yeah. I don't like ghosts. And then the guy's like, come on, we gotta find him. Like, was funny. they they spent way too much time chasing these boys because how are they gonna know where the prostitutes are? They're probably out doing whatever. And so then they come across the drunk. Um, they they go into some catacombs and then Indy screams. Pretty like, funny. Really hilarious. Um, let's see. I think I have. What's the time for that? I don't have it. Okay, I'll I'll find it. Let's just. No, this is after that. It is. It took it before. No, I think it's now. No, they they screamed before this. Oh, did they? Yeah. No. Yeah, you have to just find it. It's a very short part. Okay. Was, that was when he poked the guys in the. I face. know. Let it play. You're gonna go past it. Oh. So they're fighting the pimps and they're running away. I don't know why the pimps are still chasing. It's really... They don't need to chase them. They have no reason to chase them. They have no reason to chase them. They're just done. It's just for the fun. No, wait! What is it? I don't like graveyards. They're haunted. You idiot, you coward! We lose them! You idiot! You coward! Is it cash? They're searching, they're searching, and then they come across a crypt. Eventually. Stop it. It's okay. Wait, in here. Alright, here's oh, so was it Indy's idea. Yeah. It's a ghost! He's a skeleton! Be quiet. Be quiet. <laughs> this way. <laughs> that scream was so was so Sad. horribly done. I think they heard us. Obviously. Yeah, he's like, I think they heard us. It's like, dude, you yelled, like, really loud because you saw this dead body in there. Yeah, he falls next to a a skeleton head, and then he screams that really, that really sad scream. Like, it was like, (laughs) he was just like, and then, and then Norman, like, pulls him, pulls him away from it, and then, and then Indy, like, falls in front of Norman, and then just screams in Norman's face. (laughs) Like, like, screams in Norman's face. And then he goes, "Ah!" (laughs) like, like, 
what is up with you? I don't know. So, but I, I think he was trying to scream kind of like how a ghost moans. So maybe because, cause, cause the, the pimps thought it was a ghost. So I don't so think so. it had to be like a weird scream. Okay. Anyway, so then they go back ridiculous. to, so then he goes back to the hotel. Well, after they find, they find the sheet and then scare him away. Yeah. They, they pretend to be ghosts and then the pimps run away. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That was funny. That's pretty much it. <laughs> and then, <laughs> not really important. Okay. It's hilarious. And then so Indy is so sneaks, clever. Sneaks back into his room like he's been there all along. Miss Seymour is passed out in her chair. Just passed out from like exhaustion from looking for Indy probably. With, with like a plate of meats and breads next to her. <laughs> and so Indy sneaks in, grabs like grabs like a handful of meat and bread. Grabs and then, some books and, and then goes into his materials, room. And then yeah. he leaves and then he goes back and goes into the closet in, in the Miss bedroom. In Miss Seymour's closet, yeah. And, and sets up like a little pillow like bed. Inside the closet. Yeah. And you're like, what's up? What is he doing? And then the next morning. Is he going to play it? the next morning? Yeah. Ah! Where have you been? Studying. <laughs> my Da Vinci paper. Her face is like, what? But yeah, Picasso well, helped him with his Da Vinci paper. That was cute. Henry, you were not in your room last night. I was working here, where it's quiet. Such a sass. Sam must have fallen asleep. Biggest sass. So stupid. Are you going to punish me? No. Should. I really like that, though. <laughs> she she clearly knew what was up, and then she was like, no. You think so? You think she Yeah, because then she makes him sort through all these books. Okay, so yeah. So she, like, kind of punishes him. Oh, yeah, him. and then she does make him go to bed by nine. Like, but, she knew but that, but that could only be because, like, it, it could, it could also be because... He didn't make himself aware that, yeah, that he was, that he was back. House. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it could just be because he put her through a big scare. Yeah, he did. That's why she's punishing him. But yeah, so, oh yeah, and before he got back home, Picasso invited him to a party at nine o'clock the, the next night. Who he gives um, him a note. Yeah, he gives him a note of where to meet. And, um... It's so cute they invited so, yeah, him so, to a So that's party. why he had to, he had like to do this... He had to do this clever plan because he really wanted to go, and so he needed to make Miss Seymour think that he was there the whole time when he was gone until, like, who knows? Who knows how late? Oh, my... He was gone all night. I just can't believe... Like, I don't think she really believed this. I, I would think she wouldn't, but who knows? But anyway, so she's kind of punishing him, and then that night she makes him go to bed at nine. She's like, uh, he he's working on, he's reading Les Miserables. Yeah. And and he's like, oh, Perfect. great, great title. Yeah. <laughs> Being such a sass. So cute. And then she's like, okay, Henry, when or when you're done uh, by nine, go to bed. And then she locks him in there. Yeah, she locks him in the room. And then he decides to sneak out the window, and they are really high up. Okay, they are like. 20th floor, probably. But hey, he was born with the talent of walking on roofs. So he goes outside and walks on the roof, and then he grabs onto this, like, thing to pull himself around. This water pipe. This water drain pipe. pipe. And then the drain pipe gets loose, and he flies off of this drain pipe, and he's falling. And And you're like, oh, oh my god, Indy? Like, what? And, like, falls onto another roof. Yeah, he falls into, like, a balcony. Yeah, and then he's able to get but down. I but I just, it's so far down. He could, he could have died. Hardcore so died. I swear, it's insane that he didn't die. He's so high up. This is so ridiculous. But, you know, he was, he was born with it. And I said, 
Seymour lost Indy again, and I swear she is not equipped to be a guardian. Because she just has She's no... not a governess. She's just a teacher. She has a no... She's not a babysitter. And then this she is... comes in and finds the note. This is not what they pay her for. She finds the note that's, that says this is where the party is. Yeah, so... like some cafe. Yeah. And, so she... and Picasso lives, like, above the cafe or something. So Norman and Indy go to this this really cool party. <laughs> that... And then, and then Norman's like, this is a party for adults, so don't, like... Do anything too childish. Don't embarrass me. Yeah, he's like, don't embarrass <laughs> so me. funny. And then they walk into this party, and everyone is drunk, and everyone is so wild. And everyone's in a costume. Yeah. And it's, so and it's crazy. like, totally not, like, what like, they expected. they've honestly just walked into, like, a crazy kids party. Yeah. Like, Because the adults are acting like children, because they're just so happy and so drunk, and it's just, like, that's the way adults really are, and then he's like... <laughs> He's been so used to probably seeing all these really stern adults. Like, adults don't ever have any fun. Mm-mm. And Indy sees all of these these bohemians. Yeah. And he's like, these people are so cool. Like, they have fun all the time. And they're running around being crazy all the time. He he likes it. I mean, by the end, like, um, I, I guess I'll just bring up this comment later. Um, but, yeah, so now there's, like, a speech by Rousseau. Yeah, they're at Rousseau's on, house. Henri Rousseau. Henri Rousseau's house. And... And here oh, you I thought me- that they're at Picasso's house. I thought it was Henri's house. I don't know. Anyways, um, Henri's there. And there's he's, a bunch he's of speaking. other famous people like Gertrude Stein and Rousseau and like Brock's and, there and all the other girls. And- yeah, and some, some famous art dealers too. Yeah, some art dealers like Gertrude Stein. Like I was like seriously like this is just like midnight in Paris because it's, mm-hmm. it's like they just meet all these these cool people all in one place. Yeah. Yeah, and Rousseau makes this speech about art or something. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. He's he's saying like you know Picasso, you and I are like the greatest greatest artists ghosts. of our time. Yeah, yeah. And then he tells a ghost story. He tells him, he's like telling this ghost story, and Picasso's like sitting there with his mime outfit on, like <laughs> it's more like a clown. With his clown he's outfit. He's got this on. like Venetian clown outfit with this, on. With his. Uh... It's pretty funny. It, it looks like the costume that David Bowie wears in one of his. Yes. In one of his, uh, his Ashes to Ashes. It totally does. It it's looks me. just like David, David Bowie from the David music Bowie. video Ashes to Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Flight of the Concords oh, reference if you guys man. didn't get that. But this is episode. honestly what he's wearing. He's wearing, <laughs> he's wearing yeah, he's David Bowie. Like David Bowie from the music video Ashes to Ashes. Yeah, the episode where Brett keeps having dreams about David Bowie. Oh, it's so the good. The best one. So it's the good. best Anyways. one. Anyways. Anyways. Um, um, and so, yeah, so they tell this ghost story, and, you know, he put this green, he put this green uh, cover light over on this light it. to you make know, it scary. Scary. And, and Misty Moore already knows that. Where they are. Where, where yeah, that Indy's gone and that she already found the note, and so she's, she's she, in the cafe. She's trying to find them, and then she says she's this She's really, making her way up. She says this really funny thing, where they're like... She's when she's looking for them, to the men in the um. Oh, to the men in the cafe. In the cafe, yeah. No, that that's way later. It's too far. Is it right around here? No, a bit before. No, that's too late. Well, I don't because this this is them in the streets. And this okay, that's her, her looking. Yeah. Well, stop moving so quickly. Is go it... go back to where she's looking. That's way too far. <laughs> go back to where she's looking. <laughs> Here. Okay, and then slowly go forward from then. Okay. Okay, this one they're at the. Okay, they're there. They're there. It's got to be soon. Is it here? I think it might be here. Yes, it is here. Excuse me, I'm looking for two boys who've gone to a party. 
Everybody laughs at her. She's just because she said two boys going to a party. Picasso. Oh, well then he knows. Picasso. They laugh, but then they know. So what? <laughs> it does sound very suggestive, though. It's like she's looking for two boys who went to a party, and she's like this old lady. So it's like, what is she really looking for, Miss Seymour? I think you need to go visit the Moulin Rouge. Maybe they have things for you there, Miss <laughs> Seymour. Anyways, so they're, like, messing oh, around, goodness. shooting at the ceiling. Yeah, now Picasso has a gun, and this is where it gets a little weird. I just... So... And then they're, like, really drunk, too. Yeah, so he's telling... So, uh, Rousseau is telling the scary story about the ghost, and then Miss Seymour shows up and scares everyone. It's hilarious. And she, got, she shows up uninvited, so that's why Picasso acts, like, kind of weird. When old Paris left, the ghost arrives. Miss Seymour comes in and there's this green light on her. Ah! Miss Seymour! Henry! What's up with his yelling in this episode? I just, it's like... I really liked him yelling at him. That was so really funny. It's so nasally and just like, ah, Miss Seymour! Like, like, what is up with him in this episode? He does yell a lot. But like, but like, terribly. He yells terribly. Yeah, he's not, that, I would say that's not his strong suit. No. No. And so Miss Seymour's there. <laughs> and the way that I wrote him yelling. Ah, Miss Seymour! Miss Seymour! Because he like kind of... <laughs> Miss Seymour! Oh, jeez. Um, and so then Picasso just does a weird thing. So he has he has this gun, and she and she comes up unannounced. And so then, right after this, after she scares him, after he goes, Ah, Miss Seymour! She, she's in a room with Picasso, with the door closed. Yeah. And she and I oh my I like was so confused because they're looking through this keyhole, yeah, trying to see what are they what they're doing in there. And I was like, oh my god, what are they doing in there? Like, what's what is something is something scandalous happening in there? Alessandra. No, he's just painting a picture of her, but yeah. not a naked picture, just a regular portrait. No, he he must have loved how scary Which her is face how was. Ridiculous! Like, how did he get her to go in there in the first place? I know, and she she even says that I have a. Uh... He's that code. charming that he charmed Miss Seymour into sitting for a portrait for him. Yeah. Like, but but he's pointing at What a at, turn of events. But also, he's also pointing a gun at her. Is he? Yeah. So well, she's scared? Yeah. So time code 12414. She's not she's not scared of him, but he's pointing a gun at her. He kind of is. He he not kind of is. He is. They killed her. They killed her. Would you please Put that thing down. I can't see much. What's he going to do to her? What's he going to do to her? See, this is why I was, I was very confused. Hey. I don't think so. The girlfriend doesn't seem to be. Nah, she, she knows him. She, he's not gonna. Do you always draw people without asking them first? You didn't ask to come here. He's got the gun on her. Don't move. Oh my god. I totally forgot about that. I told you. Quiet. The drawing will frighten both of us. Sit still. Can't I talk? No. Intense. You leave me talking to me. Those two boys have shown me they love art. You should let them be more independent. They will really understand art if they spend a little more time with me. I'm not sure the police will agree with you. Huh. 
So she still kind of likes him. She like it's, yeah. It's, she doesn't. It's a pretty rough uh, first impression, but but she ends up liking him in the she end. She ends up liking him because Misty Moore is also a lover of art. She is, and also he is very charming in his own. And way. And he shows her the painting that or the drawing of her, and she's really impressed. Yeah, and she likes both. He she, he did he did a cubist one. And yeah, he did in a, this in this short time, he did a realistic one and a cubism one, mm-hmm. and it was. And I, I thought the one with the cubism one was super cool of me her. Me too. Me too. It was awesome. Yeah, and she was like, wow. She was very impressed. Yeah. Despite the fact that he did it under gunpoint. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a little bit weird. That was a little weird. That was a little bit odd. I didn't I didn't like that part. But, so then right after that, Seymour um, is in, in a better mood. And uh, she takes uh, Indy, Indy back home. Yeah, back to their... Then the next oh, day. Oh, wait. No, because then they have the whole thing with Yeah, with, with Degas. Degas. But she's not there, I thought. No, she's not there. So, the next day, they're back in the cafe. And they, they end up... Yeah, they meet they they meet yeah. a, an art dealer and he sees yeah the art dealer sees, sees this the Degas picture. that that Picasso made yeah okay. and so he says he wants to buy it because uh, he th- he thinks it's a Degas he's like how long have you had this he thinks and it's Picasso, a real Degas Picasso's like not very long he's like he's like oh I li- I love to buy it and he's like well I w- wouldn't want to give it to you if it's not signed and so they go back to the cafe where all the artists hang out and Degas shows up and the art dealer's like Degas I have this painting from you and I really want you to sign it so I can buy it and he's like oh. I must have been tired when I drew this because so he he noticed something was a little off about it, but he was way too old to notice. No, he knew. He so just then why would he, he was sign lying. It? He signed it, and then afterwards he told Indy, "That's not the kind of paint that I use," or something like that. Oh, I did so notice he that. Knew. He knew what was up, but he did it anyways, just as a joke. And then you know, Picasso is like, "Ha! I I actually made that," and then. Look, I'm just as good as you. I can do anything you can do. And I'm better. Yeah, basically. He was just trouting around like he's ridiculous. And then... So crazy. And then then Brock and his girlfriend are over there like, Ah, dude, just stop. You already already won. Just don't brag about it. And then then to sort of fight back at Picasso, uh, Norman had done a little recreation of Picasso's cubism. And Picasso signed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like as an autograph type thing, right. but but he signed it where an he artist signed would it sign right it, right where he would sign it, and, and so, so and so Norman gave it to Indy as like a little going away present, but Indy takes it out and goes, "Well, look at this, look at this cool cubism drawing that that Picasso did," and and he also like throws his friend under the bus. He's like, "Ha, huh, who else could have done this, Brock?" And I'm like, "Yeah, Brock could have done that. Like Brock does stuff like that, like." He just throws them under the bus. I'm like, that's not very nice. Brock's an amazing artist. Picasso does that? Yeah, Picasso says, who else yeah. could have done this, Brock? He's just an ass. He really is. Picasso's just an ass. Just an ass. Um, and so I think, and so I think both Indy and Norman, like, see that Picasso's being crazy. And so, so that's why they decide. Because Picasso even looks over at them and is like, boys, you were there with me when I did this. And they're yeah. like, nope. No, we weren't. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't about. know what you're talking about. You're crazy. Yeah, that's a real Degas. It was hilarious. And so then they were able to sell, um... They were to sell both of them, and then Indy got some money. Yeah, because at the end, everyone's like, Picasso, stop being crazy. Like, we know you did, we know you did this picture that Norman drew, and we know that Degas did this picture, so just stop being crazy. And then I totally, again, totally thought Picasso was going to, like, hit Indy. <laughs> and he gives him half the... I'm Paris longer. I could be your agent, and that would make you rich. Oh. And I have ended up with two wonderful paintings. Both of them, both of the paintings that this guy got, were not done by Picasso. 
I will, we're not done by the artists that we're not done by who he thinks, who did they them. thinks did them, which is so funny. And he's like, Oh, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to, and they both signed them. So who's to say that they didn't do it. Yeah. It, it's really funny. It's like, it was a funny little like thing that I really didn't think about. Like people copying them and them signing it. That's just so silly, but yeah, it's really interesting that like a signature really matters because, mm-hmm. um, we watched this documentary in my sociology class one time about um, someone found yeah. a Jackson Pollock painting. But he didn't sign it? It wasn't signed, and it, it wasn't, like, an official. Like, she took it, it, it got forensically mm-hmm. searched, analyzed, analyzed and, and found out that it was, like, it was his exact strokes, it was the exact same paint from the exact studio that he did work oh, in. okay, But, so but then... she took it to a bunch of, of, of art dealers, and they're like, no, this isn't Jackson Pollock. Right. No, it's It's not. a fake. But it's then they had to prove that it wasn't a fake. But scientifically, it was his. Mm-hmm. And then... That's crazy. That's really crazy. Like, it's just... Art, the art industry is so weird. It is really odd. I'm just like, really? Like, scientifically, this proves that it was his. And this lady was trying to sell it for, like, over a million dollars, but no one would buy it from her for, like, for that much. And she, like, she was obsessed with it. She was obsessed with this painting. She was like, no, I'm going to show all of you that Jackson did this. So that's the resolution to this part of it. And then afterwards is the... Uh, the parents come back. Yep, parents come back, and they're having, like, what, brunch, lunch, whatever. They're having, like, brunch, and I gotta say, everybody looks old. The The kid does. Yeah, Andy I, looks older. Art seems to stretch the boundaries in the way we see things. Oh, but what you he don't realize, Gina, is that a museum, he definitely is older. Maybe this is one of the, the scenes that got added in later. I feel like it... It is, but it, it is like the parents coming back from their trip. So it just makes no sense. It's like they're talking about Paris. It makes no sense why they would film this significantly later than the resolution of this. They had to do it for the VHS release. On Honestly, there. I just think. It was necessary. And the dad looks so different, too. Like. Ah, but what you don't realize, Junior, is that a museum only tells you a small part. Like, is, this is like a different actor. No, it's the same one. He he just does look older. Ah, oh, he looks so different. He does look Honestly, different. he looks he look like he looks a little tired. He looks older, but his eyes aren't the same. I'm telling you, it's, it's the same guy, man. Ah, oh, it's just this this the show chronologically think, is so effed up. I don't think it's him. I think this is a different actor. <laughs> if you want to look that up and bring it to the next episode, you can. It's the eyes. Look, he's got light eyes. And the actor in the beginning has dark eyes. But, man, they still look the same. They look enough the same, but I'm just, I am not but don't, don't go back. Leave it on this, because I, I, I like what they talk about. Oh, okay. Because, like, Miss Seymour and, and Indy are in this joke Teddy together. Lie. And I shall always treasure the drawing he made of me. Here they are. I'll just play this whole scene, I guess. Yeah, it's a really, it's, it's a funny ending. Because, oh. like, the dad, the dad doesn't know what they got into. It's so nice to see you, Miss Seymour. Father, how's your trip? Oh, well. we had a lovely time. How about you? Uh, it was okay, I guess. Well, son, I hope you employed your time wisely. Did you visit the Louvre? Yes, sir. And now I suppose you think you know all about art. Well, it gave me a lot of ideas. Art seems to stretch the boundaries of the way we see things. It is. Ah, but what you don't realize, Junior, is that a museum only tells you a small part of the story. It doesn't give you the true sense of the artist's struggle to create, which can be very exciting. Really? 
Yes. Some artists you? lead extraordinarily colourful lives. Do they? Lives of danger, daring, passion, eccentricity, like and outrageous behaviour. But uh, you're a little too young to know about that just yet. <laughs> she jokes on her coffee. Oh, God. Well, uh, you're certainly right about that, Father. I'll have to wait till I'm older to get the real excitement. So... He was canoodling with prostitutes. Oh my gosh. And this dad doesn't even know. He doesn't even know the half of it at all. Miss Seymour knows. Miss Seymour knows knows everything. It is a cute ending, though. She, like, chokes on her coffee when he's like, he's like, you you wouldn't know anything about artists and their true lives. And she's like, who the? He's that like, was what's, good. That was like, cute. what's up, Miss Seymour? She's like, oh, nothing. <laughs> yeah. That Don't w- fire me. <laughs> that was, a, and I like that that added ending, even though he was older. Yeah, I think the dad definitely looks older, but he kind of looks like how he looked in the in the My First Adventure in Cairo. He did, and yeah, which is why this dad in the beginning just looks so different to me. Like yeah, I just, just find find a shot of him in in the beginning because he he does look a bit. A bit heftier. He looks skinnier here. He looks really different. Like, it's a different actor. The actor in Africa, the one I was swooning over, is different than the actor in Paris. I'm telling you. Okay, go back. Go back to the one in Paris. See? He looks different. He's a different guy. I don't know if it's like... if anything, he looks a little bit heavier. He does. Yeah, it it could be him. They're so similar that it's really hard to tell. I mean, yeah, but there's to... just if this was an HD, I might be able to tell. Maybe because it's it's really hard to see this. Like, well, that's it. That's all I got. All right, Alessandra, how many treasures do you give it? Um, I give it seven treasures. Don't think that's the same one you gave it last time. I gave it six treasures last time. Did you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm officially redacting my my rating of the last one. Because I like this one a whole lot better. <laughs> no, maybe I should just keep it. Whatever. I thought it was good. I'm giving this one like a nine. Wow. I really liked this episode. Yeah, it was a good episode. The, it was it was mostly just the first one that really did it for me. But but the second part was really interesting too. You know what? I'm going to bump mine up to an eight. Think so? Yeah. All right. Because I did enjoy it. I still think I was a bit too nice on, on the episode before. I, I'd like to bump that down to like, because I, I gave it like a seven, I think. And it really was I, very I, campy. I kind of want to bump it down to like a five. I, I, I enjoyed this one a lot because of the, the characters that you meet. And it was just oh, way yeah, more. You definitely got so many more like flavors of history. Yeah. Yeah. And like also the way that they treated the whole poaching thing. It was really good. It was good. Good writing. Good writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that was this episode, and uh, we hoped you liked we hoped you liked it. Um, if you have any suggestions about it, you can email us at buy the popcorn at nope I'll buy the popcorn at gmail dot com. Yeah, or I'll buy the popcorn podcast at gmail dot com. Either of those. We're also on SoundCloud and iTunes, and we also have a Facebook page, so you can just look up I'll buy the popcorn, and we're just a Facebook page. SoundCloud.com slash Open the Popcorn Podcast. Yeah. So that's it. That's that's our episode. Or we're on Twitter. Um, oh, I, we are on Twitter now. You're right. I run the Twitter. It's uh, the... the. It's just buy the popcorn. Yeah. At buy the popcorn. Yeah, buy the popcorn. Wow. Need to get those down. It's you that has the problem. <laughs> it is all 
you. Hey. Are we having like a Degas and Picasso feud right now? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, thanks for listening. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.